The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special live stream edition of Hidden Horsepower. My name is Joe Costello, and we are about to kick it out live to the headquarters in Phoenix, Arizona of Total Seal Piston Rings with Keith Jones, Lake Speed. What's up, gentlemen? How are you today? Oh, we're doing good, man. How about you guys? I'm great. I'm great. I am. Uh, I'm still coming uh, down off the high. That was the NHRA U.S. Nationals. Just a trim. Look at that guy. <laughs> Hartford. We got, bomb. Say, we got a creeper. We got a creeper. We got a creeper. So how are things out there? At Total Seal. What an event. It was amazing. Obviously, you guys have got your new studio set up, which is super exciting. Tremendous. And we're giving it a wall, man. Check it out. It's that actually is. Hartford, but, you know, we stole it. Who else would get a Wally? It's a team effort over there. I'm sure Hartford's the first one to suggest that. Yeah. Well, I used to have one, but I didn't earn it. I had a customer go, I've got so many of these things. I'll just send you one. I go, hey, fantastic. <laughs> I won stock. <laughs> That's kind of right. cool. Right. And uh, But you guys spent a lot of time out there this past weekend. We had Tech Talks on Friday. We had Tech Talks on Saturday. And uh, just tremendous crowd at the event the whole weekend from a – NHRA perspective and fan side of things. Like, I don't think it could have gone much better. My nature was teasing us with rain throughout, but in the end, we got it all in. We got five qualifying sessions in most categories as advertised. Race day was incredible. Tremendous milestones. Greg Anderson winning his hundredth in pro stock. We're going to hear an audio clip from Greg in a little bit, but what a collection of uh, you know, car themed folks, right. In the, in the, in the tech talks and in the stands, like if you're an engine builder, there's a good chance you might've come out to the U S nationals just to see competition at its highest level. There was a ton of people, I mean, oh. definitely high end engine builders and racers alike attending, you know, both tech talks, uh, standing room only both days. One day it rained a little bit, so they were trapped in there. So, well, we didn't let them go. Well, that was the best <laughs> testament. The, the ones that were outside of the tent stayed in the rain. Right, they did. So they, they hung out. No, the U.S. National is great. It brings out every level of competition. It brings out every level of builder from the novice to the experts like Greg. Excellent conversations, excellent questions, and my feet still hurt. <laughs> but it was good, man. It was awesome. It, it was great questions, which is kind of what prompted you know Joe coming up with this live episode is because there were a lot of great questions that came from those tech talks, right? So, I mean, we talked for, you know, an hour and a half and you're like, okay, after an hour and a half, uh, we covered everything, right? There's nothing, no, there were still more questions. Oh, it just and, kept coming, just kept coming. Right, so we figured this would be a good chance to maybe kind of share those questions and talk about some of those things with all the viewers because that's one thing we heard. There's a lot of passionate hidden horsepower fans. We got stopped just walking around the pits. People say, Hey, man, I love Hidden Horsepower. Watch every episode. So, we want, want to say thank you for doing that. And then, two, give us a chance to kind of talk about some of the things that came up this past weekend. Well, tremendous. And uh, we'll do that. We've got people watching live. They're welcome to put a question. Maybe you went to the tech talk. You could put a question in the chat section. Ron is out there just saying hello. Uh, just, you know, hey, I'm out here, that kind of thing. We love to know that there are people out there and uh, encourage everybody to share this, right? It's going to be on Total Seals YouTube channel. It's going to be on Total Seals Facebook page. We've got a hidden horsepower group where a lot of great stuff is going on. Aaron Anderson says that you rock, guys. You rock, says Aaron Anderson, which is great. 
And uh, I feel like the whole thing was tremendous. But I want to start off with what I think was the biggest headline, which was Greg Anderson winning his 100th NHRA Pro Stock Race. You guys also know, and so does the audience, that I do a podcast uh, live stream during the week called WFO Radio. I had Greg on the show yesterday, and I knew that we were going live today. So I asked him a question that we had speculated about. And I want to include it right here at the top. You guys haven't seen this. This is new. I'm surprising you with this. Greg Anderson on WFO Radio yesterday when pushed about coming to one of the tech. Is there something worth Greg Anderson watching a total seal tech talk at the pit area? You seem to observe. So you tell me uh, that area that they talk about. Is there something worth learning? Uh, Because I'm going to take this clip of audio right now and play it tomorrow. I will tell you from the bottom of my heart, Joe. Did I learn something that day that I listened to that first seminar? You darn tootin' I did. I absolutely did, and it has helped me in my race program. And thank you, Lake. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Matt Hartford, and all the Total Seal guys. Thank you to all the Rottler guys. I've now got a beautiful new Rottler CNC hone in my shop that, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's helped my project. It's helped my program. And I learned that day that I listened to those guys, hmm, maybe we are missing something here. So, yeah, I can't lie. And I probably shouldn't have told the world that, but it is the truth. It has absolutely helped my program. I'm not going to deny it. And I thank all those guys for what they've done and what they are doing. And yes, anybody that gets a chance to sit on in on one of these seminars, don't miss it. Wow. And you, and you could have said absolutely not. Nope. Didn't help at all. <laughs> I don't know how to lie. Greg Anderson. He, he doesn't wow. know. It's an honor and a privilege to be associated with such a great guy. Ah, yeah. There's no endorsement higher than that. I mean, come on. That's I'm I'm humbled by that. That's a that's amazing. Well, uh, he should be. The guy just won the U.S. Nationals. He's won his uh, his 100th, which is a major milestone. Only the second professional Camping World Series driver, other than John Forrest, to win triple digits in the NHRA. You could be a round track guy or involved in any form of automotive or engine. Uh, technology and appreciate being one of two to do anything ever. Uh, Plus they're coming on strong with their performance at the start of the year. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be one team that dominated. And uh, now Greg and his team have caught up and are maybe even uh, surpassing the competition out there. And for him to, and we were there, I was there watching him view the tech talk and stick around like why is this guy hanging around for this right and uh now to have taken some of that information and applied it and won the u.s nationals doesn't get bigger than that well hey wait he went a step further recently yeah he let us go to kb racing and film a video of greg himself not somebody else greg anderson honed my dad's ford block that we're putting back in this car, this restoration project, uh, you know, getting my dad, who's 74 years old, that can still wheel a car, still drive go-karts. And do it well. Yeah. We're putting his engine back together, trying to get the horsepower back up to where it needs to be, putting him back in the race car later this fall. Greg honed the block. But wait. There's more. He, he let us come and film him honing the block. I don't think there's ever been a video from inside KB racing, much less Greg saying, Oh, here's the grit that I use. Here's the process we use to hone this block. Now, maybe that's not the exact 
process they use to do their pro stock stuff, which is fine. But I can tell you what he came up with, his process, and we had the profilometer. Yep. We measured everything. It was dead on the money of what we're talking about in the tech talks. So just saying, it's pretty stinking incredible. If you've not, if you're watching this and you've not seen the video yet, go to Stapleton 42. It's a YouTube channel and you can see the video. It says NHRA meets NASCAR or NASCAR meets NHRA. No, whatever it is, but picture of my dad and Greg. And then it's Greg honing my dad's block. I mean, it is a tour de force of what you should do. And and nailed it. Numbers are right on. I mean, and he, the way he's doing stuff, those numbers didn't vary more than maybe two cylinder to cylinder. I mean, like we said, the RVK was 50. I mean, the low was 50. The high was 52. I mean, they were just so consistent, hole to hole, location to location. It wasn't all over the map like you normally see. I mean, it was amazing. Well, that that comes down to, you know, that's a testament to Greg and to the equipment that he's using because you can have the best equipment in the world. And I truly believe the Rottler stuff is the par excellence. But you got to have a guy standing in front of that machine that has the passion, that has the drive, has the knowledge to get it right. And you better be checking it. Regardless of what kind of machine you have, if you're not checking it, you're not going to be able to have that consistency. Well, one of the conversations we have, and there's a lot of guys out there that have profilometers, one of the mistakes that we commonly see is they wait till they're done to check it. Mm. You can't do that. you got to work it along the line. So you're getting it out to size. we got to check it. We're going to plateau a few strokes. We're going to check it. We're going to go a few more strokes. We're going to check it. Work it along the line. Don't wait till you're done and go, oh, geez, it's not what I want. And I'm out of room. I can't get any bigger. You know, already done. Right. So don't do the, don't take it all the way to the end and check it. Check it as you go. I think Greg actually showed that in the video. I can't, I can't remember, but I know when we were there, that's what he did. Is it? He said, here, let's just take this one cylinder and let's just kind of see what the condition is. Let's take a half a thousandth out just to see how it cleans up, just to visually inspect it and see yep. what's going on. See how she looks. He did that. I said, okay, all right, this one looks pretty good. So let's take out another half a thousandth and just with the base finish, then check and see where we are. See where our valleys are at. Get a get a reference. Get a baseline. Check that RZ. It's like, all right, look at my, my RZ. I yep. need to be up here about 300. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's where he was. He said, now I'm going to put it in plateau mode. And uh, let's go, go 16 strokes, 15% load, and let's see where we come out. Boom. All right. Checked it. It's like, oh, okay. Now he's got his recipe dialed in. Yep. That if I do this, feed, speed, grit, then I come in plateau, this feed, speed, grit, this number of strokes, boom, that's my recipe. And then yep. he repeated that, hold the hole. So he, he dialed in his recipe before he did everything else. And that's the perfect analogy is the word recipe, because the recipe that works on that block may not be the same recipe that works on, say, an LS block. Right. You have to build the recipe. Once you've got the recipe, now you've got the basics put together. Yep. And you can now you can start nailing blocks out. Still want to check them. Still always want to you know, make sure you're getting what you want. But you have to build that recipe because they're always different. Because it's ring seal soup. <laughs> soup, not steak. Exactly. Yeah. Did you guys get any steak while you were out there? I, I did not we, even we get did. into downtown. We did. We did. That's good. That's good. All right. We got people. We, not steak. Yeah. we didn't go to St. Elmo's, but we did get steak. Yeah. I, I, I stayed in Plainfield. It was wonderful. 
I enjoyed myself greatly. Rodney is out there from Nicaragua. Greetings. Your videos have been very helpful, says Rodney. Ron Coburn says he was hoping that you guys would come to Maple Grove, which is next week. Maple Grove going to be out there. Uh, it's gonna be the, listen, we wanted to do a trackside tech talk at Maple Grove, but earlier in the season when we scheduled all this stuff out, Pro stock wasn't on the schedule, right? So we couldn't do it because we had to use Matt's trailer as our home base. And we didn't have that. Then they added it later this summer, but we had already set our schedule and everything was locked in. So yeah, the Grove is where we both wanted to go. We, 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 we love the Grove. Absolutely love it. Love the setting. Love the fans. Uh, absolutely love the Grove. Uh, again, Maybe next year, hopefully. And, and hopefully next year. And yeah. so glad to see what the Koreskis have done and save that track, revitalize yes. it, brought it back. Uh, every day I talk to people, whether it's circle track, drag race, whatever and you hear about track closures and you, you know, it just, it, it hurts. It's a, it's a painful conversation. So, so glad to see what they've done. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm, I'm calling it the house of chaos guys. You don't have to adopt <laughs> that. But like I'm calling Maple Grove raceway, the house of chaos now. And it's just amazing with captain and kid chaos and what they've done. They saved a track. They saved a great facility uh for a while uh hava's out there he says i uh live a stone throw away from darlington raceway and there isn't a single machine shop that i would use or can find uh place i went didn't even remove core plugs to clean they said honing is honing that's there's a lot of that out there guys how do you take what you guys are talking about and go to someone i'm in the same situation now too right here in south florida like oh my gosh now that i know i can't unknow and the idea of going back to someone who's just going to hone it uh, and not check it, you can't do that anymore. You guys have ruined us all for the better. So what? What's, how do you handle that? I mean, the reality is, if, yeah, you can just hone it. And you just better put some ductile molly rings in there. And, you know, and you're going to be okay with whatever blow-by you have. I mean, it, it will work. The engine will run. It's going to be what it is. Yeah, it's just not going to be the best it can be. And if you're trying to get the most out of it, that's where you got to do things. whatever you do. If you're just going to, if honing is just honing, don't get any steel rings, please. <laughs> well, well, like we say, it's not, you know, can the guy probably do a reasonable job and will that engine probably run? Yeah, it yeah. probably will. But how much are you leaving on the table? 20, right. 30, 40 dry cylinder, wet cylinder. What, you know, how much is being left? We can't leave it to chance. We can't leave it to guess. So, you know, if you walk in that door and you don't like the answers that that shop's got, reach out to us, reach out to total seal. We will, Find you a guy. Yeah, you know, we know a lot of people. We've got a great network. Uh, you know, let us know where you're at. You know, how far you're willing to drive, what you're willing to do, and we'll do everything we can to point you in the direction of somebody that can get you what you want. Well, I can say this: if he's in Darlington, you're only a couple hours from Charlotte, and I know there's several you know Rotland oh, machines in Charlotte area that can do stuff. So yeah, we'll go back to the big words. There are a plethora of great shops in that vicinity. And hopefully we can find you something that's not too far away. It, right. It's, you know, in, in today's machine world, we'll say, unfortunately, just the way things are, you know, we've got to be willing to drive a little bit. It's it's not like the old days where you had 50 guys on every corner. Uh, it's just not like that. You got to be willing to travel. No, exactly. Yeah. So what was one of the uh, prevalent questions in the tech talks as we recap our, our great week and everything that went down at the U.S. Nationals, all these amazing uh, different styles of cars from comp eliminator to top fuel to pro stock motorcycle. And on the Hidden Horsepower podcast, we've talked to people from pretty much all of those. But what was a common question that you heard over and over? You know, Chip Ellis, I think, was in our audience. There was a bunch that were in our audience for the tech talks. But what was something you heard on a regular basis, Lake and Keith? Well, one thing that came up a couple of times, and we talked mm -hmm. about this yesterday, actually, a little bit with some some folks, is 
what's the right ring for nitrous, right? So we talked a lot about boost and we talked about ring materials and honing and all that, but that nitrous question comes up regularly, be it in a tech talk or on a phone call or emails. It's like, so keep, why don't you tell them the, what you shouldn't use with nitrous? I think that's probably the easiest place to start is what you shouldn't do, the do's and don'ts of this and rings and nitrous. Well, one of the things with nitrous that you've got going, obviously you've got a lot of cylinder pressure. We've got a lot of temperature. Nitrous is an oxygenator. We're gonna make a lot of heat. So one of the things that happened, it's real easy. And, and this isn't just nitrous, it's power adder, it's race engines jump. It's really easy to throw these engines with a little bit of detonation. You may mm -hmm. not hear it, it's loud, open headers. Uh, yeah, it's like detonating, I can't really, but you want to know what'll show it immediately? Put a ductile molly ring in there. It's going to knock the molly out of that ring in a heartbeat. So if you're looking at nitrous, if it's anything more than about 150 shot, just a little bit of nitrous, uh, you want to be looking at a steel ring, a hardened ductile ring, possibly a you know in the steel world, stainless steel, tool steel. Depends on how aggressive we're getting. How, how much nitrous? How yeah. crazy we're getting. You know, yeah. It's kind of like the crazy tractor guys. we got the crazy nitrous guys. Right. And, and it's one of those terms. I hear the word, oh, it's only a little bit of nitrous. Well, how define much you got? a little bit? Yeah, define a little bit. What do you got? Well, it's 365 inches with five kits. Well, that's a little <laughs> okay. bit of nitrous. I don't think so. Right. So. Well, that thing what he's saying is that, you know, the, the ductile molly ring, while it's great for just regular hot rodders and street rebuilds and stuff, the the key is it's a ductile iron ring that has a groove cut out in it and you spray that molly in there. So when you get that little bit of detonation, it just rattles it. Like right? we call it engine rattle, right? It rattles it, it shakes it. It actually fractures and cracks all that molly out and it flakes out and now it's done. It's game over. Yeah, ring seal goes out the window. The molly can get stuck in the skirt of the piston and turns immediately abrasive, mm -hmm. eats the cylinder alive. So don't even take the chance. One of the things we talk about in our tech talk, and you can find it on our YouTube, we talk about a thing called free gap on the ring. Ah, yes. So, so you get into big power adders, nitrous, blowers, turbos. Uh, you know, people ask us all the time, which, which rings is the white room for me? Well, we've got to kind of be like, you know, Cesar Romero, we, you know, be that engine whisperer. Yeah. Look at those parts coming back out. Look at that open gap on the ring compared to what it was when it went in. The ring will tell you if that ring's holding up from a material point of view. Can it handle the temperature of what you're dealing with? Is it tough enough? And if it's not, it's going to close the gaps up. Yeah, you can get into more detail on our site. We can talk about the different rings, the temperature thresholds they'll handle. But an easy way to tell, simply look at that ring coming back out. If it's collapsed, it's blown the coatings out, the faces are chewed off of it. Well, hey, there's a problem going on. And more than likely, it's not the ring. It's what's being done to the ring. So Guys, I think as a general rule, right, you're, uh, if I'm hearing this right, mm -hmm. if you're over 100 shot of nitrous, mm -hmm. over 150 minimum, right, yeah. or maximum, yeah. don't run the ductile molly yeah, rings. That's not your friend. Right. You need to be on an AP steel ring. Yeah. Really, if you're running any nitrous, you should probably be running AP steel ring. Yeah. What's that limit? Where? What's a good threshold, Keith, from where you go from AP steel to the M2 tool steel. Cause I know the, the big pro mod guys, the crazy nitrous guys, I mean, they got to go to the tool steel to be able to make that live. What's where's about that threshold? What I call the AP ring is, and it is a fantastic ring. If you're a single stage system, a single plate, a single fogger, 
the AP ring is going to do you. It's just going to do it. It shouldn't ever be a problem. If it is a problem, then we need to really be looking at tune-up because we've got AP rings out there in 2,000-plus horsepower cars with no problem. It really comes down to the tune-up. But I generally look at the AP ring. If I'm going to start getting into multiple systems or I'm stacking two, three systems or a plate with a fogger, we need to possibly start looking at going to that M2 ring. Okay. We really need to look at that power level. You know, What are we trying to do with it? Again, how long are we running it? Because one of the things to consider and, and, you know, not taking anything away from it, you know, drag car, how long are we running it? Six, seven, seven seconds, eight seconds. But we're going to Bonneville and we're going to spray it at Bonneville. Oh, we're going to run this thing for five miles on the hammer. That's, different. that's a whole different thing. So not only do we have to look at the power level, how long are we at that power level? Very interesting. Getting a lot of questions here, guys. The numbers jumping up. Everybody here on a Friday, super excited. I want to make the audience feel like they are a, a big part of this. Like Bill is out there. I learned so much from these shows, and the word "so" is capitalized, so I'm uh, guessing it. And uh, Cody says, "I'll be reaching out. Where's a Rottler near Maine? Right? Like you've offered, and they're going to take you up on that." Please uh, do. The yeah. crew chief, uh, at the point I need a block tone and done the right way, I will definitely be reaching out to Lake Junior uh, and where I need to go. So that's kind of cool. You guys are becoming kingmakers. Bobby says, uh, you guys rock. You never get enough knowledge. Bob Day is out there. Uh, but th this is a chronic problem, right? It's hard to find a machine shop in the Subaru environment that will tailor their machine work to customer requirements. I get the response. We know what we are doing but they won't answer directly, says Aaron. Uh, and I'm... I'm that. <laughs> Visceral response. I couldn't I couldn't hide that one. I'm like, yeah, if they won't tell you what they're doing, uh, run far, far away. Yeah, keep 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 going. Uh, you know, the thing about, you know, the Subaru world, but it's just an engine. And I don't mean to... I'm not playing that down. Yeah. It's engine yeah. machining. Whether we're honing a Subaru block, we're honing a Porsche block, Volkswagen, small Chevy, big Chevy. We've got a Ford Motorsport block sitting right here, uh, NASCAR block. There you, know, you go. It's it's honing. <laughs> so a guy that can hone one of these can hone one of those. It's, right. You know, it's it's. I hate to say the word rocket science. It's not rocket science. No. So well, see, buddy, I'm our, finding the right guy. Our buddy Ben, Ben Strader, right? Uh, Who is a rocket scientist? Right, and he's all these. This is not voodoo magic. None of this is rocket science because I mean I'm from Mississippi and I can do this stuff. Then anyone can do this stuff, right? Um, but it's not black magic. It's no. not rocket science. There, I mean. RPK, RVK, and RK, that's not that hard to understand, right? There may be terms that are new that you don't understand that language yet, but once you start thinking about it, once you see it, right? Uh, we, that's one thing, Joe, we forgot to talk about. So no one here on the podcast has seen it yet because there's a video coming out soon, right? Where we've gone to Southwest Research, which is the largest independent research lab on the planet, and they've got 3D profilometers. And we've actually worked with the guys at Rottler. They've honed a bunch of cylinders for us with different surface finishes. And then we've got different rings, you know, just steel rings, no coating. And then we've got our coating. Then we've even got some kind of special two-layer coating. There's a video coming on that sometime some, some too. Right, we got a lot of cool videos coming up this week, by the way, in the next few weeks, actually. Um, and they've run these components where they take the cylinder and they chop it up. And then they take the ring and they chop it up and they make sure rub it just like it's in the engine and they can measure it before and after and then you see the 3d picture of it and buddy does that 3d picture not change uh, me it's it, it it's a mind blower because it makes it completely visual you're not looking at a 2d print and let me just say i've been fortunate to see this i saw the trailer like the next mi7 film or something coming out that's going to blow your mind yeah 
Great stuff, guys. Great stuff. And uh, I love it. And people are weighing in. Like, for instance, uh, Joe is out there, Scottsdale Machine in Scottsdale, Arizona, watching live. And our numbers just keep coming up, right? It's Friday. It's uh, it's early for you guys. It's midday for me out on the East Coast. Here's one from Hava. He's got a question. Lake, do you still spell, sell spacer kits so I can run a thinner ring pack? I don't have the money to no, buy another. This is that guy. Keith Jones is right here. Yes. Yeah. I would like to run a ported uh, a top ring. Yeah, absolutely we do. Uh, not necessarily for every single thing on the planet, but we've got most of everything covered. Uh, what we need to know is bore size and ring groove widths and depths on your piston. Drop me an email, uh, KeithJ at TotalSeal.com. I'll check it out, see if we can put it together for you. Absolutely, I do a ton of spacer stuff, love doing it. Uh, but to bounce back to one thing I wanted to say, you know, like with the Subaru, you know, the experience Aaron's had, uh, it's about passion, folks. It's about the want to have a better end product. So the guys that want to put this stuff out, they own profilometers. They've made the financial commitment. They bought six stone hone heads, diamonds, rottlers. They want to do that. These are the guys you want to work with. You know, they're passionate. They're going to put their money where their mouth is and produce a superior product. And let's just say, Joe, hey, we both, we actually all of us know a place that has 100% rottler equipment. Yes. It's called CNC Blockworks in Piney Flats, Tennessee, the home of the Engine Performance Expo. When we do that show, that's not at Rottler. That's not a Rottler show. No. It's the Engine Performance Expo. Now, it just happens to be that Chris Straub and his crew there, they have all Rottler equipment. And yep. because they wanted the latest, you know, CNC, highest efficiency equipment, that's where they bought it for. That's, that's the home. And I guarantee you, if you need a block honed or you need something decked or surfaced or heads done, you can contact the guy that CNC Block Works and they'll do it for you. I mean, you got to ship it to Pontiac Flash, Tennessee, but they'll do the work. But it's an aluminum Subaru block. That doesn't cost it's that not much. It doesn't take heavy. up that much space. I've had people shipping an entire Subaru engine so I can tear it down and examine it here. Trust me, shipping the block, not a big deal. Awesome, man. Man, it's so cool to see everybody logging in, yeah, you know? That's great. Happy Friday, everybody. And by the way, when uh, so everybody knows, when I reacted when Bob Day popped up, I got a little story to tell. I and mean, only a few people know this. So, you know, I got four kids. And my four kids, not a single one of them ever wanted to do anything related to racing because racing was always taking dad away from home. Well, my youngest son, Benjamin, is back home from college and trying to figure out what he wants to do. And the other day, Bob mentioned, uh, we were talking, and he said, our teardown guy quit. We need a teardown guy. And I'm like, you know, my son Benjamin took apart everything in my house when I was gone. He always took my tools and did all stuff. So, hey, Ben, you need a job. They need a teardown guy. So put them together. Fortunately, Rick Fred and, and Bob Day over there at RF Engines in Concord, North Carolina, were kind enough to give my son Benjamin a chance and talking to him last night. He's been working there almost a week now. He's loving it. He's having a great time tearing apart engines. So as a dad, I can't be proud enough of my son for getting his hands dirty and getting into engines a little bit. That's his cool. But I can't thank Rick and, and, and Bob enough for taking him kind of under their wings and giving him a chance to get his hands dirty and smell some honing oil.
Well, don't we say that all the time? That's a theme on the podcast. And hopefully everybody that's watching now or will watch in the future over the weekend will subscribe to Hidden Horsepower. It's an audio only podcast. Not everything can be a live video stream. There's a lot of people that drive over the road, put an earbud in, listen while they're working, et cetera. We hear that all the time. But subscribe to the podcast and you'll hear uh, so many people that are deep in this field reaching out to young people saying, hey, guys, we're not going to live forever. We want to transfer all this great knowledge. So it's awesome, Lake, that your son is now on the road, right? Like he's in there, he's working, he's getting his hands dirty. He's on the he's on the journey. Well, I actually told him that. I mean, I used one of the, uh, the John Cosney's episodes. Yep. I said, listen, you know, John said that he learned so much as a teardown guy that he could see what was good and what was bad. He started to get the experience that that was John's origin was being a teardown guy and he used that and didn't say all oh, was his grunt work this is beneath me that yep. he used it as an opportunity to learn and so i mean i've already used <laughs> hidden horsepower wisdom and tried to impart it to my son like hey take advantage of this job don't look at it as just a grunt thing this could be a great thing and one of the things you and i spoke about last week when we were on the road is you know and the guys that get these opportunities going to be the teardown guy i'll say this be the pain in the butt. Be the little kid. Go, why? 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 <laughs> Ask questions. Don't just, you know, you see that, go, why? And let them teach you. Let them pass that knowledge on because it's critical to this industry that we share this knowledge and pass it to the next generation. And that's the whole ethos of Hidden Horsepower. Yeah, yeah. This is why we do this, is to pass it along. When, I mean, really, Greg and his, how he handled that, he's buying into that. He's passing on what he knows, even though he knows that, man, that may bring my competition closer to me. I may be giving up part of my advantage, but in the end, it's actually helping the whole industry. And honestly, that's better in the, in the long run. That's what we have to do. Right. Well, Greg Anderson, just moments ago, right? Like he could have, he, I put him on the spot a little bit, but he could have lied. Well, it didn't make that big a deal because, you know, I don't want my competition. I been nice. you know, Matt's a customer. I, I did it out of courtesy. Right. He instead, uh, just put it out there. No, like we, we learned a lot and a lot of good things happening. Um, Joe is out there saying he uses total seal in all of his, uh, his stuff, whether it be Chevy or Ford or Dodge, he's, uh, using a total seal, simply the best. That's awesome. He's from right there in the area. Um, Bill says his first job 50 years ago was a teardown guy in an engine shop. Awesome. That's a great thing. And Ron Coburn out here. I just put my, uh, Harley M eight, one twenty eight uh, cubic inch together with gas ported rings from total seal. And they made custom, uh, for me and my cylinders. Thank you so much, fellas. Uh, so boy, you guys got, you got fans out there. Everybody's excited. Well, we're building a great community here, right? This is people that everyone that's doing this is because you love engines, right? You're not doing this because you're, uh, you don't care. <laughs> right. Well, if, you, if you've listened this far, it's because you're into engines and you want to get that last little bit. You're looking for that edge and next thing. It's it's the passion, like we talked yeah, about. You know, is. the guy, you know, I'll, I'll take the, you know, as busy as we are, we are, you know, and as much as we do, I love working with these guys because mm -hmm. the passion for me is just like the response we got on the Harley. Hey, man, it made it better. It helped it. It made more power. It sealed up better. That's the reward. I mean, granted, are we here for a paycheck? Sure. But at the end of the day, that's the reward. That's, you know, right. the guy that goes out and builds that house every day and you can stand in there and go, wow, look at that. I built that. You know, for us, this is what we built. We built power, performance, ring seal. And when we get that response about how great it was, man, there's, there's just no better praise. I love it. Now, there is no better feeling yeah. than knowing you had some small part in bit. watching 
some kind of historic win. You know, I, I will never forget being at the Brickyard uh, 400 in 2005 when Tony Stewart won his first Brickyard 500 or 400. And that place went bananas. Eight. Oh, it was crazy. You know, there was nothing Casey Kane could, they would have killed Casey Kane if he had beat <laughs> Tony Stewart that day, right? It's like, he's got to win, Indiana boy. And being at Gibbs, being part of that and knowing that, hey, no one else in that stands knew that that was a brand new formula oil we had just came up with in that car. But to win Tony Stewart's first Brickyard 400 with a brand new oil and watch us drag Casey Kane on the straightaways because we had more horsepower than they did. Dude, that was a great feeling, you know, and, and to have, I mean, I felt that same way when I saw that Greg won this weekend. I was like, man, I didn't build that engine. I got nothing to do with it, but I know that we have a little bit of role in what's going yeah. on there. That's pretty awesome. And, and, and on the opposite end of that, let me tell you, some of the professional teams that we deal with, and let's say maybe they don't have the weekend they were hoping for, maybe have a failure. I got to tell you, I'm on that phone. I'm texting. Go, man, it wasn't anything to do with us, was it? You know, oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, that oh, nervousness oh, about that. Oh, know, yeah. My wife yeah. will tell you that, right? Yeah. Watch a NASCAR race and somebody blows up and they're like, oh, my God, was that you? Uh, was that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The stress. Uh, Rolando out there. A couple more minutes for questions, guys. Then I'm going to roll out of here. It's been great on Friday. How difficult is it to hone Porsche Sumabore compared to an iron liner? Rolando. Well, so it's just, it's not more difficult. It's not. It's just, it's just different. It's just different. Right. Yeah. So in the video that we did with Ed Keebler, that's actually on the YouTube channel, you can go see it. Uh, when we hone some of that stuff, um, I think it's on the YouTube channel that about that, how we honed it. Uh, or maybe that's coming up at the next engine performance expo. I can't remember. We do so many videos that are for the expo that don't come out until January that I may have yep. forgot that we didn't get them out of order. But, here, but the yep. point is this. So what they will do is they will begin their, their rough hone is the 600 grit CBN, right? Not the finish. They they're starting there and then they take that to size <laughs> then they plateau it with 1200. Yeah. So, so the processes are the same, right? We're just changing the abrasives. Bingo. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, no, that's, no. <laughs> so, right but, but it's not, it's not more difficult to do. You just have to have a, we'll say a bigger selection of stuff in the toolbox as far as your abrasives go. Right. But as Lake said, a very, very fine starting surface. And then we plateau it and make it even finer. Yeah, Cause it doesn't need to have that rough Valley because it has porosity. And if you're looking for someone to hone that kind of stuff, I mean, Brad Lagman out at QMP, man, he's got, he's got it max, you know, Mac toolboxes full <laughs> of diamond abrasives that can do this. I mean, I would, you could buy a really nice house, even in California with yep. all of the abrasives that Brad has at that place. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Is right. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Before we wrap up, I, I got to ask Keith, you were out there. You're a big fan as well. And you showed off something. This isn't exactly engine related, but it's power related. Uh, tell us the little story about, about ah, this. Well, man. It, well, well, it is sort of engine related because it covers the engine. Yes. So that that is, I have a very good customer. Terry Stewart owns a place called Horsepower Sales. And the backstory behind this is Terry won this back in the 90s with a, a GM competition. And for those that you can't really see the whole thing, that is the hood off of WJ's 200 mile an hour set record setting uh, Firebird slash Trans Am from 1997. And Terry uh, will say very 
First pro stock yep. car in the 200s, right? First pro stock car yes. in the 200s. And, and Terry passed it on to me, just like we're talking about passing on the knowledge. Uh, didn't really have the space or the place for it anymore. I said, hey, man, would you be interested in having this? I said, I could, well, hell, yeah, I'd like to have that thing. It's a piece of racing history. So he brought it to Indy, and right now it's in Matt's trailer, eventually going to work its way back to Phoenix. That's great. But, but wait, the real question, wait yes. there's two things wait. on that hood. There's more. That is really significant. Yeah. So what two signatures are on that hood? Well, when I got it, it had WJs, but as anybody and everybody knows, who was the crew chief on that car in 1997? Oh, I know. I know the answer, guys. I'm it ready. Was Greg Anderson. It was Greg Anderson. So what a perfect place to have it signed by Greg Anderson at Indy, and he gets the 100th. I, I, I gotta you tell got you, chill bumps just thinking about that. Wow. I just so it's now signed by both. It's working its way back to Phoenix. And, and let me tell you, of course, you know, being the total seal guys, really wanted to see total seal take the win. Uh, that didn't happen, but I think they had the car. I just, you know, the circumstances were what they were. But if anybody else was going to win that race, it had to be Greg, and he did it. And I can't tell you, uh, just how excited I am for him, proud of him proud to be associated with those guys it was great the real question that everybody wants to know though keith and maybe you can uh, enlighten us is uh what's going on with your hair here you uh, that, that would be the that would be the fan behind me <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking my trump there as best i can so <laughs> you hold the hood the hood catches the air directs the hair straight up the hair goes up uh, There's not a whole lot in the back side of this, so I've got her glued down pretty good. Obviously, I didn't have enough Aquanet that day. Or somebody plugged you in, maybe give you a little zap, right? Yeah, All right. Could have been that, 24 volts, you know? Yes. Suavecita, right? So my, my kid got me onto this stuff called Suavecita, which is apparently the hair gel stuff that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uses. Because if you ever notice, like, that guy never has a hair out of place. Like, the guy can Don't play, like, 90 he... minutes of soccer, and there's never a hair out of place. How do you do that? Suave Cito, that's the trick. I'm right? putting in my order. There you go. There you go. Okay, so Rolando says, so you have to start with finer stones to get the proper finish was his answer. Aaron says, I wish QMP Racing did Subarus. And I'm sure they'll uh, be one for you. Oh, you got to do that. I guarantee you, they, yeah. Brad, they'll, 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 Brad and those guys will do about anything. I, it's a rare, it, and I will say it has happened, but it's, you know, out of a hundred people I could send to him, he might have to turn away one or two at the very most. And it's usually bore size limitations, not the kind of block that it is. And there's another guy too. I know he does a lot of import stuff. Um, a guy named Scott Anishi, OCD works in Johnson city, Tennessee. He has a brand new Rottler and they specialize in all the import stuff. So he may be another guy, OCD works, Johnson city, Tennessee, Reach out to Scott. He may be willing to do the Subaru stuff for you too, Aaron. And, and if you don't get there, and just you know, again, drop myself an email, drop Lake an email. Uh, we'll point you to some people uh, that you know, because again, it's a network. There's we've got people everywhere that we work with, and and we'll find you a guy. But I'm I'm pretty sure Brad can do it. I'd be surprised if he hasn't done you yeah. know a ton of Subarus already. Aaron says That's that he asked he asked Brad, and for whatever reason, Brad was unable to do it. Is what uh, Aaron is uh, saying. We'll, we'll, we'll find you a guy. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing called uh, total seal. All right, guys, final thought, right? Uh, here it is. We have kind of, we're coming out of the afterglow of the U.S. Nationals, but the racing season right now is really ramping up. Playoff time and everything. Championship time for everything, which is followed by refresh time for everything. And that's when you guys really get busy. So for folks out there that are looking to refresh or looking to get their uh, program ready for 2023, uh Probably time to start thinking about that. So give us a little insight into what the best way to handle all of that is. Well, 
I'll say one little thing before we get into uh, looking ahead to next season. There's something else that happened really big this week that we need to talk about. Um, Antron Brown, our top fuel uh, winner from Indy, testified in front of a Senate committee hearing on Wednesday in support of the RPM Act. So if anyone's watching that doesn't know what the RPM Act is, let me me give you a quick background. Uh, The EPA uh, believes that the way the Clean Air Act is written, that it's illegal for anyone to modify a emission certified car, basically a street car. If you have a street car, that car has been emission certified. It is illegal to do anything that can affect the emissions of that car. I mean, you can't tune it. You can't change the camshaft. You can't change the headers. You can't do anything to it. Rock stock. Yep. Now, purpose-built race cars are exempt. That's defined in the Clean Air Act that a purpose-built race car is exempt. Well, we all know, hey, what did pro stock start off as? Stock car, I mean, a regular stock car. I mean, right, I mean, so the whole idea is you take a regular car and you modify it for racing. So the whole idea of the RPM Act is to make it, clarify it, define that a purpose-built race car is great, but we can take our production cars and we can modify them and turn it into a race car. Yep. That's our legal right as an American. We are free to do what we need to do to our property to let it yep. go racing. Well, so Antron was testifying on behalf of that because for most people, they can't afford to start off racing buying a purpose-built yep. race car. You can't go to Jerry Haas and just buy a pro stock car to start your drag racing career. But I could go buy a car off a used car lot and I can tub it and I can do this stuff and I can take it and you know trailer the racetrack and I can race it, no license plates anymore. That's a race car. Well, right now, the way it's said, that's illegal and you could be fined and all these kind of things. And there are companies right now within the industry that are being fined by the EPA for selling race parts. In fact, one of them recently said they were, they, they were, the EPA fined them for selling a fuel pressure regulator. Now they were able to get out of it and like, listen, this is not a emissions defeating device, but that's the level of where they're at yeah. today is they're trying to find existing members of our community for selling a fuel pressure regulator because that's defeating emissions. That's the insanity of these bureaucrats in Washington. We have to rally as an industry against this. We need to pass the RPM Act. One reason why the PRI show in December is going to be a members-only show, let me tell you why that's important. It's not a money grab from SEMA. I know people want to say it. it is. It's not. As a membership organization, you can have a political action committee, a PAC, that represents your interest in D.C. So PRI is now a membership organization. And guess what? There's a PRI PAC in D.C. Right before this podcast, I was on the phone with them talking about how can we help advance racing, talk about efficiency and how that impacts emissions. It reduces emissions, by the way. The more efficient we make our engines, 
the less emissions are emitted. So we need to rally behind the SEMA pack. So what we're going to be doing at PRI is having a fundraiser, right? There'll be, I'm not going to tell you all the details now, but just know but it's going to be really it's cool. It's going to be really cool. There's going to be some great stuff. If you go to PRI this year, go pay the $40, be a member and know that that $40 is going towards helping support and save our race cars from these daggum bureaucrats that are trying to take away our freedom to go race. It's wrong. And we're, as an industry, we're going to rally around it. And there's some good information coming soon about how we can work together to save our race cars at PRI this year. Excellent. <laughs> well, and the website is up on the screen right now. And that uh, is pretty good information in that it helps you craft. Uh, I've been talking to my audience as well. I spoke with uh, Antron Brown just yesterday and uh, he talked a little bit about it. And you can see that interview. And, and really, like I see in the chat section, some people are a little unsure about the specifics. But the bottom line is this. You've got to build consensus. This is about like you can't scream at someone uh, who doesn't understand our culture of automotive. Like we've got this deep culture. Look at Lake and his father. It's a deep culture. But there are people who just don't understand all the great benefits. They don't get what it is. Right. And so we've got to like we've got to influence them. We've got to explain the hard work, the American manufacturing, all the jobs, the economy, but also the great stuff for character and values that come through motorsports. It's just so great. Uh, it's better than anything that I've been involved with from Little League Baseball and youth sports, motorsports. It's because everyone can be there at once, right? Like you've got older folks and younger folks and middle of the road folks uh, all participating together, working hard together to accomplish these goals. And so if you go to SaveOurRaceCars.com, you will see they help you contact your congressperson. They explain how to politely engage and to promote what we're talking about. And uh, this is one of those things where it's going to take uh, our community rallying together. Um, everybody on both sides of the aisle who love cars, and there are plenty um, to do this and accomplish this. And I, you know, like earlier this year, I lost my own racetrack, Palm Beach International Raceway. You know, it was going to go up for sale. I think you guys followed that, formerly Marosa Motorsports Park. And a lot of the local racers said, why try to fight? Give up. You can't fight City Hall. You can't bend things in your direction. All of those things. But a, a bunch of local racers got together on their own. And we went to a city commissioner meeting and we stopped the sale of the track. We stopped the sale of the track because the people on the commission, unbeknownst to us, had had positive experiences with motorsports. They had positive experiences with the racing facility. They realized what an addition it was to the community and they thought about the potential changes. And so they stopped the sale because a bunch of racers went there and voiced their opinion in a polite and uh, democratic style. And so anything is possible. And uh, this is possible as well if we do it the right way. And I can't think of a better uh, ambassador than someone like Antron Brown, who exactly. is yeah. a high-level athlete, is a multi-time champion, and is now embarked on a journey as a business owner, as a team owner, not just a paid driver. So I, uh, I appreciate your passion as well. And uh, this is something that we got to do. And there's one way to do it, and that's, uh, you know, through democracy, going and calling your Congress people, your local representatives, getting them on board, not yelling at them, screaming at them, because I don't know about you, but the last time someone screamed at me, they, the chances of them getting what they wanted went down. I agree. Yeah, it, it's, it's writing to your congressman, writing to your senators and letting them know, that, hey, all those things you said, Joe, racing builds character, it's creativity, it's hard work, it's teamwork, it's all those things. 
I mean, competition is the essence of America. I mean, we always say it. So American is apple pie and baseball, right? And what, what's baseball all about? Teamwork, competition, together. being the best you can be, trying to win. That's a, that's, that is America. Elevating it from the, the status quo. If you don't try to develop a better product, whatever that product is, you're going to get left behind. And like like I said, efficiency. Everything that we do in the racing world trickles down. It's you know, we're always it. talking about, you know, the ring side of it, lower friction, lower friction, lower friction. What does that mean? That means less fuel to make the same amount of power, less tailpipe emissions. It's just making it more efficient. And if we don't do what we're talking about right now with the RPM Act, where does it stop? You want to put a different set of tires and wheels on your car? Well, we can't do that. That's not how it came from the factory. You know, the car was green. I want to paint it red. Oh, no, no, no. Can't do that. Where does it end? Right. Yeah. Where, where does it end? No, I think this is a good fight to have because I think most people understand it. And it's um, it's uh, it, it should be common sense that the uh, modifying of a streetcar Antron's angle was this. If you have to purchase a fully developed race car in order to go racing, nobody will because that's not how you get started. Like, oh, I think I'm going to go racing this week. I'm going to go drop a hundred grand on a fully developed race car. That's not what happens. You you warm into it by modifying a car that you have available to you, and you go a little faster, and you love it, and you fall in love with the work, and you make friends, camaraderie, you start a business, and uh, and then you're adding to our great country. Uh, the idea that you're just going to go to a catalog and order a brand new car that's ready to race and bring it out to the race when you've never done it before. That's um, that seems unlikely. And everybody's got an opinion out there. Of course, we appreciate all your opinions, but the bottom line is we're all on the same page. We want to see uh, auto racing continue and thrive and bring in as many new people to what we're doing as is possible. Guys, uh, final. you're passionate about racing. The simple answer is go to save our I believe there are links on there where you can contact your local Senator, your local Congressman and say, Hey, please support the RPM Act. Yeah. Racing's important to me. We believe it's important to our country. That's all you got to say. Just let them know that you, it matters to you. It matters to you. That's and it. People to do that. That's all I do. You don't have to say anything about left, right, center, middle, blue, green, doesn't matter. Just say, Hey, please support the RPM Act. I'm a racer. This is important to us. That's it. Yeah. And I called my congressperson earlier this week and there's always a person on staff there and uh, they just, they write it down in a book. That's exactly what they do. 305 PM RPM act, the topic, like what's the topic for against that kind of stuff. And they're uh, required to submit all of those, uh, all that data at the end of every day. And that's how they know your voice. Let them hear your voice. Exactly. And with all the stuff that's out there in the world, if we as a racing community get together, just get it on the radar, get it on their radar. And Antron told us yesterday, he goes, uh, he said, uh, you know, California is generally accepted as the most strict state when it comes to environmental, uh, et cetera. And he goes, but they have a state, um, you know, I don't want to call it a loophole, but a, uh, they enable you to have race cars. The point is even with their, uh, state government, they enable an exemption is the word that I'm looking for. They have an exemption uh, for motorsports in the state of California, not nationally. And that's what this is. This would be a federal exemption for motorsports uh, of all of these things, which is great. Guys, final thoughts as we get ready to go into a weekend and uh, and then start our NHRA countdown. And of course, everybody racing around the country. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great stuff. But uh, how about a, a final thought from the brand new Total Seal Studio? 
Well, as you say that, the guy that actually built it just is walking by in the background. So thank you, Brian. Yep. Thank you, Brian. He did, he did a wonderful job. We love this. And not only studio, but we've got some new add-ons coming in and Tiki Bar. Uh, so Nice. <laughs> Our founder. Yep. Wow. The history. That's amazing. Hey, yeah. Hang on just one sec. Come on in here real quick. Get in here. Yeah, everybody loves well, this. Brian, Brian built all this. Thanks, Brian. We really appreciate it. But yeah, yeah old school logo <laughs> old, with the. Oh, here you go. He's he knows how to work the controller. He, 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 there. he knows how to light everything up. But no, we, we really appreciate it. We're gonna do a lot of great podcasts out of here. We're gonna do a lot of great tech seminars out of here. Uh, kind of gives us a dedicated space. Uh, so look for a lot of great new stuff coming out of here. Uh, you know, again, we always say not to date it, but. Uh, you know, sorry about the about the queen passing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of that happened really quick. Yeah, yeah. She was ninety six. Not really. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy years as a monarch. It I never thought guys, seventy years. Yeah, right? seventy like, years. What a legacy. But you know, one day welcome in the new PM, and then next thing you know, it's like ah, she's not doing so good. And uh, you know, wow. You know what? A, yeah. People say what a shocker. I find it uh, interesting that you brought this up, Keith. Uh, I gotta tell you, you know, in a racing community, I don't know how they feel about like monarchy and whatnot, but um. The history going back to World War II, and you think of how American motorsport and motorsport is in general is woven through that success story. Um, it is it's something that I'm aware of, obviously. And I thought, you know, the, the, what is it? The times they are changing. Right. Like that is a big, big milestone for any one person to be in power for 70 years. So, uh, yeah. I'm definitely monitoring all of it during World War II, right? So she's she's yeah. of our ilk. She may have been the queen, yeah. But she got her hands dirty and worked on Range Rovers. She she turned wrenches exactly. Turned and wrenches. An amazing story. Amazing story. All right, guys, we're gonna say goodbye to everybody out there. Thank you for watching. Those of you out there on the Total Seal page, uh, and and Aaron says spectacular studio, and uh, everybody is uh, everybody is having a good week so far. Happy, Happy Friday, weekend, everybody. Yeah. Happy yeah. Friday. Exactly. Final thought, Keith, you take us home with some wisdom. Oh my gosh. You always throw me on the spot right there with yep. that. Uh, my wisdom is honestly is, you know, we go back to talking and we keep, you know, like talking about the RPM passion, follow your passion, do the thing that makes you happy. You'll never work a day in your life. I mean, we've said this a thousand times, but that's what keeps us going. Uh, you know, talking about the queen. Hey, I've been doing this for, you know, going on 40 years. I mean, 25 is, years here, 25 buddy. years here. It's the passion. It's the desire, the want to do this, got to do this. I love being part of this community and I'm honored and privileged to be a part of it. That is amazing. Lake speed, Keith Jones, Joe Costello, hidden horsepower, Apple podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, and subscribe. Click the bell right here on YouTube. Those of you watching on Facebook, share the show. Let's spread this one around so much great information. And they told you first, Make them your first call, not your last call. Even if you're looking for someone to do machine work, they can put you in touch and expand this network. Gentlemen, wave goodbye. There they go. Total Seals Brain Trust out there. Hartford there too. Thank you guys. Have a great day. And this is Hidden Horsepower presented by Total Seal.